And we're live. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Kat Shear, and this is a special presentation from Clydesdale Media. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone about our sponsors. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day trial, and after that, our followers get their first month free when they use the code CLYDESDALEFREEMONTH at mobilitymovement.com. That's mobility, M-V-M-N-T.com. And finally, C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products. Get 20% off when you use the code CLYDESDALE at checkout at c4energy.com. That's C, the number four, energy.com. Okay, so today on Meet the Athlete, we have Granite Games semifinalist, Joshua Hong. Josh, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, Kat? Good. Did I pronounce your name correctly? Yeah, that, yeah that's perfect. Um, you perfect. can call me Josh. Josh is fine. Josh. Yeah. Sounds good. You can call me Kat. Awesome. Uh, so, Josh, you are going to be making your semifinal debut in Minnesota next weekend. Um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, training really hard. Uh, leading up to it, I uh, got in touch with Chandler Smith and their crew at CrossFit New England. So I'll be um, training with them um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, going to do a mock um, competition. And so um, that's, you know, that's going to give me a glimpse of what the competition is going to look like and, you know, where I stand, uh, you know, compared to elite level athletes. So the pretty exciting stuff. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, technically you're an elite level athlete now. You've made it this far. Um, I would call anyone that shows up at semi semifinals is elite in my book for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird because um, obviously I'm, you know, less lesser known. And um, I, I definitely have that underdog uh, mindset just because um, last year I got COVID right before the quarterfinals. So i mm -hmm. never really even, I've never done quarterfinals even in the, to make it to semifinals this year is a, it's definitely something that, you know, I, I definitely worked hard for, but something that I just never really, um, imagined going into. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. That is exciting. And you placed, um, 68th in the quarterfinals and that was even after some significant penalties in that pistol workout that you and everybody else got. So that's going to make you feel pretty confident that you are, you know, right in the mix there. It's not like you're, you're on the bubble. Yeah. So, uh, I think coming up this year with the open and the quarterfinals, I, I really honed in everything. Um, not just training, but, uh, you know, with work and recovery, sleep, nutrition, I, I really try to dial it down and see what I can um, really maximize in my life. And that really, you know, just gave myself a lot of time. And that sometimes feels selfish because, you know, that you have friends and families that, you know, want your time and stuff like that. But, you know, really just focusing on what you really want in life, that really helped me, um, you know, make a big leap this year for sure. And yeah, I mean, I, I still can't really believe how uh, fit I got just in a year. But, um, you know, when you put your mind into it, you can, you can definitely make some big progress. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's great. Um, so when did you decide that qualifying for the CrossFit games was one of your goals? Like when in your CrossFit career did that happen? Yeah. So I started CrossFit around six years ago, um, in Arkansas, actually, when I was, um, going to high school there, when I was I think I was 17 going into 18 and um, I just did CrossFit because I loved the um, atmosphere. I was just a bodybuilder, you know, doing biceps and triceps and then um, heard loud music one day and just went in. And my first workout was Karen 150 oh. wall balls for time. Yeah. And 
I actually never back. done. Yeah. So I, I was, you know, that gym bro that never did legs. And then all of a sudden I do 150 wall balls and I was gone for a week, but I was like, wow, this, this is awesome. You know, you have a community and a sport, something that I can chase. And so uh, when I went to college in Boston or in near Boston um, and at Babson college, uh, just coincidentally CrossFit New England was 15 minutes away. And, um, you know, I, I knew about comp train, I knew about Ben Bergeron. So I made a trip there and, you know, that atmosphere, it's really hard to, you know, not want to push yourself and, um, be in that competitive mindset. And I think that's when I realized like, wow, this is something that I really want to dedicate my life into. And, um, that's pretty much where the journey started. I love it. Um, did you have, what kind of, you said, you mentioned you were a little bit of a gym rat there in high school. Did you have any other specific athletic background? Yeah, so um, I have a pretty unique background. Um, both of my parents are professors in sports majors. And um, so, you know, health and fitness, sports in general was always a part of our family. You know, that's what we did on our, um, you know, downtime. And so uh, that kind of just helped me touch a lot of different sports. But my parents were also very diligent in making sure that I don't get injured in contact sports. So I did a lot of, you know, I, I was a swimmer in high school. Um, I played badminton growing up and, um, you know, soccer, basketball, just dabbled with it, but never really wanted to, you know, go into a team or something like that. And so I just always viewed sports as a way of, you know, just having fun and um, living life. And, you know, that really helped me shape uh, what I want to be in the future, which now I know is a elite level CrossFit athlete. So, yeah, you mentioned sort of sport for fun and now, now you're really in this sport for competition and you've got that fire. How did that, how did you flip that switch from doing it for fun to now doing something that, you know, someone consider slightly dangerous when you're sort of pushing those limits to be competitive. Um, where did that come from? Do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I still view training as fun. Um, when I wake up early in the morning and go train before I um, come to work, I still view it as, you know, something that I want to do, not something that I have to do. And um, so that like, just, I just loved training, right? Just being in the gym and working out, breaking sweat. That's just something that I always loved. And um, when you just train hard and it's something that you love, I think the progress in the competitive aspect just comes in. I, I almost think like I'm a 95% like a training athlete and just a 5% competitive athlete, but still, because I just love training so much that just, you know, puts me in a competitive stage. And it's, it's definitely something, like I said, I'm, it's, it's new. I'm still a rookie, but uh, yeah, definitely excited to get on the big stage and, you know, make some ground. So. Now, if you, I look back at your sort of pedigree on the CrossFit website, the CrossFit Games website, it looks like, I'm guessing you have dual citizenship? Yes. Yes, I do. So Korea and the U.S. And you've switched back and forth a little bit with, mm -hmm. um, you know, tr looks like you were sort of vying for that fittest in Korea, maybe that title. Um, what made you decide to declare, you know, U.S. as your country of citizenship the last two years? Sure. So, uh, yeah, I... I definitely identify myself as a Korean as well as American. And um, my parents still live in Korea. I, you know, speak fluent Korean. I have a lot of 
you know, really good athletes in Korea that I train with. And um, I, I do wanted to represent Korea this year as well. But um, with COVID and things that are not really sure, I, you know, I have a full time job now in the United States. So it was, it was a bit of a big question mark if I had to travel to Korea to compete. And so um, this year, I just, um, you know, wanted to get into the US uh, semifinals. And so that's what I did. But uh, yeah, to answer your question, I, I did wanted to pursue becoming the fittest in Korea. That was something that I was always um, fired up about ever since I, you know, went to CrossFit New England, because back then, two years ago, two or three years ago, you could make it to the games if you were a national champion. And right. that was my goal. That was my ticket to go to the games. And um, as soon as that the year that I actually became the fittest in Korea was the it year happened. they yeah they, they right. stopped it but um, I didn't I wasn't really like I wasn't disappointed I wasn't um, really down I just saw it as hey you know that just means you just gotta hustle harder to get into the games and um, I was completely fine with that because like I said this is really fun for me and mm -hmm. I'm just uh, yeah I'm just having fun here so. Um, I'm, I, I, next year, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do, I did put myself, um, in a position to say, Hey, I want to become the fittest in Asia. That's my oh, goal. I want to be the okay. fittest Asian. Um, so I, I do have that goal still. Um, so next year, I don't know where I'm going to be competing or what's going to happen, but that's still always in my back. And, um, yeah, hopefully I can make that happen. So. Yeah. Do you, have you done any, um, statistical analysis of, you know, scores for this year to sort of superimpose onto that to see where you would have stood in Asia? Are you like, are you right up there? Yeah. So that's an interesting question. I didn't do a whole lot because, um, I think if I knew that I would be really, really close, that would only, you know, make me kind of like <laughs> sure. bummed. But, um, I, I do think roughly speaking, I would be pretty close to the top. And mm -hmm. so um, maybe not this year, but maybe next year I might be in contention for a you know, ticket to the games. So, uh, yeah. yeah, this is really exciting stuff. And, um, yeah, there's this guy, uh, Roman Krennikov, that might, yep. might have a, you know, have an issue with that. But, yeah, that's a that's a lot to pull. <laughs> and I love it. I think that's great. Keeps yeah, Roman is it. Roman is definitely a really good athlete. And, you know, he He's made it to deal. the games last year, too. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely an opponent. But, you know, I, I think I'd rather have one big opponent than you know 90 of really really fit athletes in the united states but um, either or i'm going to do my best and um see where i land so yeah that's great um what are you most excited for uh this next weekend coming up uh i think i'm excited for just the um competitive atmosphere so uh the only other in-person competition i've ever done in my life was waterpalooza uh this year and okay. i didn't even make elite. I made RX division, but mm -hmm. even going through that, I realized how competitive people are and, um, and the atmosphere is just like, it, it's very addicting, the competitive atmosphere. So, um, that's, that's something I'm looking forward to and probably something that I, you know, would want to go back time and again to compete and see where I stand. Yeah. Any, um, did you have a chance to watch, uh, the semifinals this past weekend, the syndicate, Torian, Lonely. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I was actually in um, South Carolina for a business trip, so I didn't watch everything, but I did mm -hmm. see some of the workouts, especially the ones that I will be doing, um, the sure. the standardized ones. So yeah, I, I mean, 
it seems like they were going fast. And uh, yeah, I was going to say any key takeaways. Did you, did you pick up any pointers or what to do, what not to do for some of those? Yeah. So uh, I think the uh, Olympic weightlifting one, the uh, complex, the barbell complex, I think a lot of people uh, go really, really hot on the last attempt. And mm -hmm. I think if you, uh, and um, I think Rory talked about this a little bit. He said, the first one is, you know, safety. The second one is uh, try to make it. And the third one is go further than you think you can make it. And I kind of disagree with that strategy. I think you should, you know, maximize every single attempt that you have. And, you know, even if it's a very incremental increase to the third attempt, you want to make sure you hit all those three because, um, you know, even half a pound is half a pound. That's still, you know, sure. You're leaving score. points on the table. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. You, you don't want to do that. And I think the legless one really, um, it just shows how fitter people got um, compared to 2014. And, uh, you know, people are finishing in two minutes and 30 seconds. It's, it almost feels like the rope climb is not the separating factor, but more the running It was just, it just seemed sprint? like, yeah, how yeah. fast can you sprint? So it'll be exciting oh, to, yeah, there, so. I, I like that perspective. So you're only 23. Mm -hmm. So you're sort of on the, on the earlier stages of, of your career. And in terms of, um, the field per se, when you were coming up, was there, some some OG that you looked up to or sort of idolized as you're coming up in the sport? Yeah, for sure. I think um, the people that I looked up to are um, one, uh, what's her name? Uh, Stephanie Chung. She's mm -hmm. a Korean American as well. And, okay. you know, it's the Asian representation in the sport is pretty minimal. And um, so there, she was definitely someone that I looked up to and say, hey, we, we have a place in this sport too. We just have to work really, really hard. And um, so, yeah, she she's actually in the Boston area. I actually never um, had the opportunity to meet her, but um, we're both sponsored by Ice Age Meals. And um, so I, I hope that we um, our path cross someday. But yeah. she was someone that I always um, looked up to and uh, also China Cho as well. Um, I know she was a really good athlete and, you know, she's still killing it. So. Yeah. So we don't know much about you in terms of just, you know, not a lot of coverage from you. What kind of athlete are you? Are you more of an engine guy? Are you more of a power output? What's what's sort of your uh, your blend? Yeah, that's an interesting question. So I, I always consider myself as an engine guy, like or more of like uh, the longer workout it is, I can um, do better. And mm -hmm. I was definitely that the case uh, when I uh, trained in um, CrossFit New England, but I think this sport is moving closer to a power output sport, if that makes sense. So shorter domains are more important. And if you look at the Granite Games last year, there are a lot of um, workouts. Majority of the workouts were within 10 minutes, which, yep. uh, which you know, it, it, that's just where the sport is going. And so um, lately I've been training with a lot of, you know, high intensity interval type um, workouts. And so that kind of changed my power um, I, I became more of a power output kind of athlete. And I, I hope that that becomes an advantage um, next week. But um, strength was always my weakness. I'm still, you know, 180 pounds compared to people that are 200 and something pounds. So mm -hmm. um, that was always something that uh, I struggled with. But um, instead of trying to bulk massively within a short period of time, I thought about um, 
well, there's you can either brute strength um, heavyweight or you can be very technical with it. So I actually um, went towards uh, meeting with Korean Olympic weightlifters and getting coached there and becoming more technical and knowing mm-hmm. how to lift heavy weights efficiently. And I think that's been helping a lot. And it kind of became, you know, my passion. I, even though right now, you know, lifting heavy weight probably not, won't be my forte in terms of the comp- competitive landscape. I still, it's the one thing I love the most in CrossFit. Yeah. Well, and you're maintaining your longevity in the sport, right? If you're sort of focused on the technique instead of just trying to pile, pile the weight on. So absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Got some long-term, long-term goals there. Um, who's going to get your coach's pass in Minnesota? So I'm working with uh, Mike. Uh, he's my coach at CrossFit 5 Plus in Beverly. So, okay. uh, um, you know, I found that gym, you know, just because my uh, company is only two, three minutes away from that gym. And I thought it would be a good place to start. So um, talk to Mike a little bit. And I realized that he really knows, you know, the competitive landscape of CrossFit and um, what I need to improve. And, you know, ever since I became an, his athlete, I, I had massive gains everywhere. And so um, it was it was definitely a leap of faith, but something that I definitely, um, you know, I think I made the right choice. So yeah, Mike would be, he will be coming with me to Minnesota and um, coaching me and cheering me on. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time. It's been great to get to know you. We will be cheering you on as well. My co-host Scott will be there, Scott Schweitzer. So be on the lookout for him. He'll be wearing his Clydesdale Media shirt. And, uh, you know, we look forward to seeing you in the future of the sport. Thanks so much, Kat. Uh, It's really exciting stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye.